All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a camera to the light of the universe. Because we see to get the stars, or to be chosen them because we are human, this pointless reading. Do the stars were right, they could plunge from the world to the world and the sky. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 4 of our campaign based on the setting book Berlin the Wicked City, written by David Larkins with Mike Mason and Lynn Hardy and published by Chaosium. We are currently playing The Devil Eats Flies. Who are you all playing and how are you today, Brayden? Me, first, yes, that is me. Uh, <laughs> Brayden here playing Sedena Andrasov and uh, since we met in a cafe and have now met all our investigators, I have to say that I'm uh, finding it hard to express though just how much I love these characters. (laughs) (laughs) Stumbling here. Love it. How? I'm playing Moritz Baum and I sure butter that guy's biscuits. Oh no. (laughs) That was not a knife pan. No. But I liked yeah. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lydia. Hi, everyone. I'm playing Andreas Bogel, who will never look at a butter knife the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> Jilly. Hi, everyone. I'm playing Max Oswald, and I can't wait to meet more of the NPCs, muscle <laughs> in, and flesh out a fat story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, every cannibal food group in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Pedro, you keep for the day, and I hope you enjoy listening about the general theory of... Ge- no, again. <laughs> and I'm Pedro, you keep for the day, and I hope you enjoyed hearing about the theory of general relativity. There it is. It was worth it. <laughs> worth the wait. <laughs> you can't keep all of these in. <laughs> You, okay. you, there's no way not to. You didn't take it from the top. It's I'll do it again now. Just <laughs> no. let me breathe. Your tone escalated each time until you're almost yelling. It was it's great. perfect. <laughs> it's perfect as it is. No, I don't want people to know I'm bad at words. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Fine, I can be myself. Yay. Hal, <laughs> tell us what happened last time. Max and Sadina wake on Wednesday 21st of June 1922 from a dream a young prostitute lying dead on the floor and their own hand covered in gore. Later, they meet with Andreas and Moritz for lunch at the Romanisches Café, the place to see and be seen by Berlin's who's who among artists, journalists and creative thinkers. In fact, they overhear a conversation between one Kurt Tucholsky and someone named Einstein who's won a prize for something or other. One of the café's newspapers catches the eye, 
it reports that Grossman, the notorious cannibal murderer with whom Sadina had more than one run-in, has cheated his executioner by hanging himself in his cell. The friends reflect queasily that they have almost certainly all eaten some of the sausages he supplied to the area in times of shortage, the ones he made from his victims. As they order drinks to forget about the matter, a dozen male youths troop in wearing grey military outfits and pewter badges depicting a Viking longship over the name of Hermann Erhardt, a well-known right-wing political agitator. They ignore the boos and jeers of cafe patrons, keeping up salutes and singing a jaunty tune that quickly wends from national pride through imperialism to calls for anti-Semitic violence. One of them draws a reversed swastika on the investigator's table. Max tips a drink over it and sets it alight with a cigarette, while Andreas tells the guy to be off in no uncertain terms, but that just gets his homophobic vitriol flowing in response. The tension escalates as the whole troop fans out among the tables, inciting fights and keeping the staff from interfering. A table is flipped and a brawl starts in earnest. Max is ready to go for the Svostika drawer, but restrains himself to protect Sadina instead. He flips their own table to gain some momentary cover, and Andreas makes a lunch for the man instead in an effort to clear an escape route. He gets in a punch, while Moritz puts the distraction and his small stature to use for a surprise attack. One butter knife surgically applied to the crotch later, the man is on the ground. At this juncture, police sirens sound, and the paramilitary thugs beat a hasty retreat. The waiters start picking up chairs and sweeping up broken glassware. Just another day in the big city. So we return to our group after facing right-wingers who might or might not be Nazis. And you are just finding yourself just standing in the wreckage of the cafe, everyone returning back to their daily lives, bouncing back way faster than they would in any other city in the world. Potentially, I don't know if that's true. But anyway, Berlin, what is it like? Now that you're safe, uh, I'd like you to take a moment to think back to that symbol on the table, the swastika, uh, with an occult roll. And if anyone gets a critical success, I'll be super impressed because it actually gives you more information. What? So Ooh. roll occult, hope for a one. Okay. <laughs> one critical. Let's see. I failed. Oh no, you failed. You're an occultist, resident occultist. Yeah, no. See, Dina, no. Oh no. <laughs> I failed. I've got a hard success of 15 against 30. Pretty good. Make sure to wow. take it. This is a campaign. Our skills are going to improve. Oh yes, of course. Oh yeah. What did we get? One of my dice came up as zero and I was briefly very excited, but it turned out to be the units and then the tens were 60, so that doesn't help. Okay, wow. so fail. Mm -hmm. Okay, so no one knows anything besides Andreas, who knows two things. One, that the swastika is a name derived from the Sanskrit for good fortune. It is at least 10,000 years old and is represented in cultures across the globe, from Europe to Asia to the New World. And with your hard success, you also know that the symbol usually stands for well-being, fertility, fire and the sun, and the Norse called it Thor's hammer. Interesting. Hmm. So it has some history to it. It's not just uh, from these silly boys. Well, it, it all mm. sounds like a very pleasant kind of symbols, but I don't care, you know, if it <laughs> looks like a duck, talks like a duck and steps like a goose, it's a Nazi. <laughs> 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 
And yeah, so uh, what, what do you do after you've kind of had some lunch, I guess? A liquid lunch to steady the nerves. Uh, I mean, is the club, the club's under renovation currently, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the club is out of commission for the next few days, but it's a beautiful summer's day. Why don't we wander through the streets of Berlin? Let's go to the park. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Okay. Although that said, last time I was in the park where I met Max, it wasn't such a restful evening. <laughs> it was not. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be different this time. Just don't go hugging any strangers this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason I go to the park usually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Mo Moritz and Sadine actually know that story or not. Would you have shared it? I was just wondering that. Yeah, I think may maybe by now would we have done? Yeah, Max would have shared it with Gerda, who, even if Max hadn't told Sadie, would have told Sadie herself. I'd written in our character connection, Lydia, that you have been helping treat her syphilis while she's been helping you talk through your traumatic experience with the mythos. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. In that case, um, would have would have told you, and I guess it would have eventually filtered out to Moritz as well, once he's kind of processed it a bit. I think it's probably been hard to keep secret from Moritz if he spends any amount of time at the club because when it starts getting dark, Max gets quite antsy and like goes around making sure the lights are on because he's he's a little bit afraid of the dark after that. Yeah. In that case, yeah, Moritz definitely would have, uh, he's a bit of a gossip, he'd have picked up that something was, something was up and grilled you about it some evening when you were vulnerable. So, while you walk around the city, can one of you roll me a d6? Go Lydia! <laughs> I choose you! <laughs> <laughs> it's super effective! Ooh, I've rolled a three. As you walk around the city to the park, you notice the blackboards and clubs and outside banks that are showing the hourly value of the mark measured against the dollar and pound sterling. You probably have one of those outside the, the club maximal and you haven't noticed this before and your eye catches it again and it gives you the sense of dread that every time you look at such a board the value has changed, and it's always for the worse. Even the richest among you can't help to feel a sense of insecurity and impending financial doom. How real the true horror is economic recession. <laughs> yeah, it's getting too real. <laughs> Ascendant fascists and economic recession, like you. Classic Berlin, right? Mm -hmm. I play games to forget about my rise in mortgage rate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is all getting a bit too familiar, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like the people that want to play Call of Cthulhu for the like fantasy horrors and not the real horrors are, are not necessarily going to find that in Berlin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you have a relatively peaceful afternoon and as the evening draws in and you kind of go about your days and maybe make your separate ways. At around 4.30pm, um, Moritz, 
you receive a message via Rohpost. What is Rohpost? Well, I'm glad you asked, and all of you know this. That you know that the whole city of Berlin is connected by a spider's web of 250 miles of underground pneumatic tubes called the Rohpost. No, is this real? That's incredible. What? This system enables letters, cards, telegrams, and small parcels to be sent from any of 90 offices around the city to their intended recipient within two hours of sending. Post offices offering the service have a red lamp hanging outside their door. Is that real? That is real. That is so cool. That is steampunk as hell. How is that real? Is there still like tunnels and underground cavities under the city? There might be. There must be, right? I oh don't my know. god. Yeah. Team trip. Team trip to Berlin. Right? Yeah, we have to, <laughs> honestly. We've got to go check out these tubes. It, it's starting to feel that way, isn't it? We've got to go on holidays. Patrons, get your whole family to support us so that we can, <laughs> so we can go, <laughs> we can go to Berlin, everyone. <laughs> now we're fundraising. We have a Kickstarter for us to the right Berlin trip. Thank oh, you. Please we're donate. We're on a travel program podcast now. <laughs> we got to find those tubes and send you pictures. <laughs> everyone dig deep. The flights are going to cost me three and a half thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, maybe we can send you there by raw post. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> My dream come true. <laughs> Around the ground tubes. I am going to give uh, you, Moritz, a handout, because you're the resident handout reader now, uh, of what you receive in the post. All right. So here's this lovely handout that I presumably unroll from the Deutsche Reichstelegraph. It says... Prince Gabriel Konstantinovich desires the pleasure of your company tonight at 8pm to discuss a matter of extreme delicacy. Room 415 Eden Hotel, Kurfürstendamm, 246-247. Do I know any princes? You do not. I, uh... But you know of the Eden Hotel. <laughs> That's helpful. <laughs> That's like, you don't know the royals personally, but you have heard of Buckingham Palace. <laughs> I mean, it's a hotel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know that the Eden was the side where the KPD leaders, Karl Liebknecht and Rosa Luxemburg, were held by Freak Corps members prior to their executions in 1919. I hope that means something to you. <laughs> <laughs> so hang on. That sounded like communist or left-wing uh, political figures of some kind were held and executed. I don't know. I'm Let's pretending I know things. I don't. <laughs> so you know that the KPD is the Communist Party? Ah yes, I'm well acquainted. And the Freikorps are right-wingers. And so this was right-wing paramilitary guys holding communists hostage and executing them in a hotel? Yes. Marvellous. And Sadina, you also received that same letter. And I think you probably, when you receive those, you're not necessarily all together. So okay. let's say some time passes and then you'll reunite. Okay, we've gone shopping or what have you. Classic shopping day. <laughs> right. Closer to time. And anyone who hears of this can also roll me a credit rating. I'm assuming Brayden that... Sadie would have told me about this invite. 
Oh, of course, yes. I guess you live there, so yeah. yeah. Probably would have been the first person to which she would have told. Oh my god. If if uh, somebody has phoned me, can I also try a credit rating? Okay. Because I have a moderate score there. I've got 40. I have 75 and I rolled 95. Well, I failed with a 61 against 40. So no one's rich enough to know the hotel, but uh, Moed is communist enough to know the hotel. I certainly am, yes, but certainly not rich enough. My credit rating is 20. I think he spends almost all of his scant allowance on uh, fancy-ish clothes. <laughs> yeah. I failed as well, unfortunately. Okay. And uh... Max, uh, look at what I got sent through the tube thing. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> ah, the tube thing. Mm. The roar post, my favorite topic in Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Gabriel Konstantinovich wants my company? I, w- I would love it if you could go with me, Max. I'm not exactly sure what this is over, and it'd be good to have you there. Of course, I'll, I'll come. It, it's not even a question. Thanks. Who else has been invited? Is it, is it only you, only us? I'll uh, call Moritz. Uh, I don't know why. He seems like he like Russians. <laughs> I don't know why. He seems like the guy that knows about things. Oh, um, if you succeed in your no role, you also know that the communists were executed there. That might be a good reason okay, to call more. Okay, I did actually pass my no roll. There you go. You know that there's a communist association with this hotel. You remember him mentioning it. Okay. Bring, 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 bring. <laughs> Hello? Moritz, um, hi. Sedina, I'm just on my way out somewhere. What can I do for you? Oh, uh, I got a weird letter in the mail. From a prince. From a... Sadie, that is a very strange coincidence. What did your prince want? Uh, to meet. Tonight. At eight. Well, that sounds almost romantic. <laughs> oh, we could only hope. Uh, what... What did yours want? Uh, strangely enough, to meet tonight at eight. Could it be we've received the same communication? Uh, to be honest, I'm not certain they had the right address. Mm. Is this an orgy, or...? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I was going to be wearing uh, just suspenders and a g-string and nothing else. Do you think? Uh, do you think I should change? <laughs> no, that's quite fitting. You know who loves orgies? Uh, Andreas. Maybe we should invite him as well. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that was a great segue. I was wondering. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, now that's a man who loves an orgy. I expect he's already got an invite. We'd better check. Why don't you meet us at the club or hotel or wherever we're staying, Cody? And we can go over there together. That sounds marvelous. Yes, I'll meet you at the club. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, (laughs) I'll call Andreas and tell him to bring his lederhosen. Thank you. I'll see you soon. <laughs> oh man, this is 
going, going weird just as it's meant to. Look, I'm sorry, but this is bizarre. <laughs> like, a prince contacts two members of your party at random. <laughs> this is clearly like a Nigerian prince scam. Why would we go and meet a Russian prince? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to feel for poor Max, who's about to get told that he's going to an orgy with his mother-in-law. Dada <laughs> 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 uh, would be so upset about this. <laughs> <laughs> Missing out. I, I bet uh, that, that's uh, why Andres is invited. Enough drugs to help you forget the things you have seen. Yeah. There we are. <laughs> Bring drugs to the audience, thank you. <laughs> thank you everyone for making this hook the, the hook it was truly meant to be. Seamless. Yes. <laughs> so Dina would have definitely been quite uh, loud on the phone, so I'm sure Max would have overheard. <laughs> <laughs> you told Max, I don't know what this is about, I'm so scared, please come with me, and then you're like, it's an orgy <laughs> on the phone. Max was walking past in the background, carrying a big bowl of mercury, and then all of a sudden he goes ashen and drops it all over the floor. Uh, mercury for all. Oh, oh are, you, are you okay, Max? Uh, Sadie, I'm, I'm so sorry, I dropped your mercury. Are your kidneys okay? <laughs> no, but I think that that means it's working, right? <laughs> it's okay, you can still roll around in it, and it won't lose effectiveness yeah. quick. Yeah. <laughs> Drop and roll. <laughs> it's episode two of the scenario. The wheels have properly come off. But I think we all somehow know each other too well. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe like Nox was the only one who kept us on track. He may have been. Dear God, let this be a testament to how well uh, Jilly has just uh, slid away yeah. into the group. No, oh, Jilly, we've yeah. known her for years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was joking about the orgy. Um, <laughs> sure, it's, sure, it's not that. But if it is, uh, we can we can leave quickly. Uh, obviously. And leave Andreas there because he does love an orgy. <laughs> Yes, I was, true. <laughs> I was I was trying to avoid talking about the orgy in front of you, Sadie. Oh. Uh. It's a palace. I'm sure you can go to different rooms. <laughs> You'll yeah. never have to see each other. <laughs> Come on, we can be friends, you know? We don't just have to be, uh, you know, mother and uh, is that, daughter's is that... lover. <laughs> Is Andreas uh, coming and is he bringing drugs? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> oh, it is nearly the summer solstice and it is still light out when you arrive at the hotel for your 8pm appointment. Crossing the elegant high ceiling lobby, the sound of laughter and conversation already drifts out of the hotel's cafe and its American Baron Grill. Russian is spoken here nearly as much as German. Room 415 is on the hotel's fourth or top floor. A knock on the door summons a shallow-faced man in the livery of a chauffeur. The room is a large suite with views looking out over the Berlin Zoo, green and golden in the late evening sun. The chauffeur, a dour fellow by the name of Fedor, 
quickly offers you cigars and cigarettes. He offers the gentleman, Andreas, Moritz and Max, cigars, and Sedina, the lady, a cigarette, because it's more dainty. Wonderful. He also asks, in Russian, and without much conviction, would anyone care for a drink from the bar? Uh, if no one else speaks Russian, I'll translate for everyone else. Okay, because he does not repeat it in German. <laughs> he just says at you. <laughs> yeah, we'll get drinks for everyone, please. Very well. At this point, the prince enters. He is in the full dress uniform of a terrorist Russian cavalry officer. Indeed, he is just buttoning the top button of his jacket as we speak. Fedor salutes him, but the prince waves this gesture off. <clears throat> Let me get you a little portrait. He is a man of medium height and military bearing. His face is somewhat cadaverous, with an aquiline nose, hollow cheeks and sunken eyes. His hair is shorn close to his scalp and is, he is pristinely clean-shaven. He also sports a monocle, just an air of gravitas to him. He says, Good evening. I am Prince Gabriel Konstantinovich at your service. Thank you very much for answering my summons. He says, It's German this time. Although he speaks with a noticeable Russian accent. He smiles at you. Thank you for the uh, invitation. Prince Konstantinovich. <laughs> and he looks at all of you and he says, Herr Baum, Frau Androsov, and uh, your friends. Vogel, Andreas Vogel. A pleasure. And Oswald, Max Oswald. Uh, it is a pleasure to meet you. The pleasure is all mine. Uh, have you been offered drinks? Yes, thank you. It's a lovely day we're having, isn't it? I'm, I quite love the solstice. It's coming up soon. Have you had a good day? Is today the same day as the fight in the cafe? Yes, it is. Uh, yes. Uh, typical summer's day in Berlin, some might say. In fact... You just now recall that you have you all have seen this man before. He was outside the cafe. You didn't pay much attention at the time, but you remember seeing him stare at you at the square earlier today as you exited that cafe after the brawl. Staring at us in like a curious way or an approving way? Any any further advance on that? You caught but a glimpse. He was in the square, so he didn't see what happened inside the cafe, but he was staring at you from a bench. As you would have seen from the arrival of the police, it was uh, a touch on the eventful side, let's say. Mm, these are such tumultuous times. But what are we to expect when the monarchies sanctioned by God are torn down by the unwashed hordes? What is it the poet Yeats said? Oh, yes. Things fall apart, their center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world, the blood-dimmed tide is loosed. Indeed. He takes the thoughtful drag of his cigar. Indeed. That is one of my favorites. Uh... Roll me literature, poetry, or a hard English roll. Hello. Okay. Use I do have poetry. Poetry <laughs> skill, yes. Nice. Come on. Yes, hard success. 
poetry. Nice. Nice. I've got 40 in poetry, but I failed with a 79. Morris is busy pursing his lips at the unwashed masses and uh, uh, monarchy appointed by God line and is tucking his bright red pocket square deep into his pocket where it won't be visible. (laughs) (laughs) Sadina, you recall the rest of the 1919 poem. It goes, And everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Perfect. I recite that, word for word. He nods approvingly. And then uh, Fedor brings you your drinks. And uh, when you all have your drinks in hand, he says, I have summoned you here tonight because you have had an experience and I'm sure you possess skills that may aid me and the parties I represent in a most macabre investigation. You are of no doubt aware of the great tragedy that befell Tsar Nicholas and his family. May the saints bless them and keep them. Nearly four years ago in the city of Ekaterinburg, There, the Bolshevist slime gunned down the royal family. I have personally visited the site, in disguise of course, and confirmed that the royal family was there. I have seen the bullet holes. I took photographs. Here you see, a photograph of a marking upon the wall. And here, I found the Tarina's journal wedged into a crack in the wall. You see the mark upon the wall and the symbol on the journal is the same. The spastica, a good luck symbol, he notes grimly. I have an image handout for you. The prince looks at a local Russian language newspaper sitting on a side table. The hateful face of Karl Bosman stares out from a photograph on the front page. The prince sighs and then seems to change the subject as if remembering the true nature of this evening's affairs. The papers reported that this gross man recorded names of women, possibly his victims, in his journal. One such name was Sosnovsky. This name likely means nothing to you, but it means a great deal to me and other interested parties. We believe it may refer to the Polish peasant girl calling herself Franciska Samskowska or similar. The date in Grossman's journal is from over two years ago. Too much time may have passed to gain a real answer. Yet I must try, I ask you. With the murderer now dead in his cell and the answer to our question seemingly out of reach, will you help me, to the best of your abilities, learn whether Karl Grossman did indeed murder Franziska Samskowska in February 1920? I know... The two of you were more closely involved in what happened with Carl Grossman than others. Mm. I will pay three pounds sterling per day, plus any expenses. This is very, very generous. Like, a bit redonk. Really? Is that what he says? No, that is my, my voice. You can tell the difference between my voice and his voice. It's Russian for redonk. <laughs> <laughs> One pound is 
around 2,000 marks. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Andreas thinks of the balls that they saw earlier this that day with the, the mark tumbling and uh, just, just wants to clarify. And you'll pay us this in hard currency, your highness? Pound sterling. The, uh... Lady you're looking for, she... Was she a friend of yours, or what is your interest exactly? Solving this mystery is of the utmost importance to the parties I represent. However, I will not be answering any more questions, as this this is a highly classified matter. Of course, yeah. I'm happy to help. But... I do have something to help kickstart your investigation. Shamskovska was known to frequent the cafes around Andreasplatz. You might want to start there, asking around about her. I don't have a photo, sadly, but back then she would have been around 19 years of age. Petite, with strawberry blonde hair, piercing blue eyes, and quite an attractive girl. If she is who we think she may be, then anyone who knew her will remember her. And in fact, Andreas, that description kind of causes a niggle in you, but you're not quite sure what it is yet. You feel like this description is familiar. Yeah, out of character, I think I know who this is, but Andreas Mm. clearly doesn't. And uh, yeah, with that, he lets you go. And you're off to start your investigation, trying to find whether this girl died for a lot of money that would probably be life-changing for some of you. Mm. It's a big uh, moral dilemma, which Moritz starts uh, talking breathily about as soon as they leave the presence um, of this prince, because he does not like cooperating with imperialist swine, uh, but he does like the sound of three pounds sterling a day. And also, I mean, it's a way to, I don't know, feels like uh, assisting in any way we can uh, after what happened last time we encountered Grossman. I know what you mean. Uh, I cannot believe that man's legacy continues, but really I shouldn't think of it this way. I hope this lady is alive. Yeah. I hope so too. It's a, It's her story, really. We've got to find out if she is... Please, God, still still alive and safe. I wouldn't get your hopes up. Well, if she's not, at least maybe we can give her loved ones some closure. Yes. Yes, I suppose that's the best anyone can hope for. If I managed to get away from him, maybe she could have as well. You're right. You're living proof that there is hope. She probably has two good kidneys as well. <laughs> 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 she says full of hatred and jealousy. <laughs> healthy kidneys. Dear. Well, Sejina, I, I hate to make you retread these dark alleyways of your past, but it, it seems you're our expert in this man and his hunting grounds and the kind of ladies he would have preyed on. What do you think? Uh, very good question. <laughs> Keeper. Last time um, you were, when you saw him pick up that uh, red-haired girl, 
10 months ago. You were at the Friedrichshain uh, at Andreasplatz, which is where the prince suggested people might have seen her. Yeah, I'll share that information with everyone. You also know, not that it's necessarily relevant to this, that the Friedrichshain, uh, Moitz, is a hotbed for the KPD and criminal Ringvereine organizations. Oh, uh, the Ringvereine are the um, the mob, basically, right? They're like the organized crime. Oh, yeah. This district is known to some as Berlin, Chicago, Ooh. for its combination of yeah. working class immigrants, leftist politics, and organized crime. Nice, nice, nice. Central to the district is the massive Silesian station, which brings in daily train loads of Poles, Russians, and Jews from the east along with iterant German workers hoping to find employment, desperate runaways with dreams of stardom, and migrant day laborers. The smoke from the trains gives the surrounding buildings a sooty coating that is never fully washed away, even after the heaviest rains. So from that you take that there are a lot of potentially very vulnerable uh, young women coming from the station that can be picked up with a promise of uh, food and cash quite easily. Well, that sounds like a fitting place to start asking around for anyone who may have known someone going by that name and that description. Hmm. Yeah. The prince said the cafes. If she was picked up by somebody, he might have fed her first. Oh, God. Hopefully not. Oh, don't. It's logical. I don't want to hear any more about this man's sausages, please. You, ha- just... you have to admit, it's unpleasant, but it makes sense. I have a map of the Friedrichshain, which might be helpful. Okay. Shall we head on over to Friedrichshain? Yeah, that makes sense. It's quite late in the evening, possibly around 10 p.m. by now, and you arrive at Andreas Platz, the square swarms with prostitutes. The majority of the women are half silks, housefrau's, and office girls looking to pick up a bit of extra money. Some of the half silks haven't even bothered to hang up their blue aprons. Ask some workers and stuff if they've seen anyone. You, what? Anyone? When you say anyone? Young woman with strawberry blonde hair, attractive. Yep. Okay. So you take some time asking around. Uh, you ask a cafe, cafe workers, you ask prostitutes, you ask the kind of anyone that seems like they might know something about that girl, but you don't get anything about the girl. No one seems to have seen her where you're asking. Huh. Do they seem like they're telling the truth or like they're trying to hold something back? No, the girl, I mean, it's, you know, they're like, oh, it's a pretty generic description. I, it doesn't ring mm-hmm. a bell. They don't seem like they're okay. malicious in any way. Do you ask about anything else? Okay. I guess we ask about Carl Grossman, right? Yeah. Did Carl Grossman ever frequent this uh, establishment? A heavily made up, classy peroxide blonde control girl approaches you, Andreas, followed by another girl behind. She says, so, sweetheart, and then kind of caresses your arm and start, gives you a gentle tug to follow her. You said she was blonde, right? Okay, and um, the the other girl, what colour hair does she have? 
We have to go dark or dark okay. brown. Uh, Andreas leans towards men, but um, I, I think he occasionally he's he's been out with with girls too. Um, I think he looks at the others and comes to a decision that he he's just going to sort of play along a bit uh, and says, "Ah, oh, well, uh, I don't know. Usually, usually redheads are my type. You uh, have a friend who might join us." Sweet one, you choose Lulu. You will never, never want a redhead again. Come with me. Come with Lulu. Oh, but I, I've heard there was this one girl, uh, young, strawberry blonde, pretty, uh, Russian looking. I, I don't know what, what you want. Do you want to come with me or? He looks at the others for help. There is silence from the others. <laughs> no one helps. And everyone <laughs> smiles and nods slowly. We just wave, like, have fun. Must I? Really? Must Bye. I? <laughs> ah, I suppose I must. I take one for the team. You owe me, all three of you. You owe me. I, I think um, Max will step in and say, uh, Excuse me, ladies. Excuse my clumsy friend. Um, Andreas, why don't you go and fetch us some cigarettes? <laughs> there must be a kiosk. <laughs> ladies. Well, I suppose I've missed out on one orgy tonight. I suppose I'll go and find another. <laughs> How nice to meet you. Um, I hope you're having a pleasant evening. All the more pleasant, knowing that perhaps you will... Uh... You'd be interested in uh, what we have to offer. And by we, I mean uh, me, Lulu. We uh, speak another person. These, these are difficult enough. My darling Lulu, I will always be interested in what you have to offer. But unfortunately, tonight I have business somewhere else. Perhaps uh, so I could um, make this interesting for you if you could help us out with some information. How interesting. Uh, what about, and I pull out $10? Uh, how much is that in marks? That's a, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's in dollars, is it? Yeah. Says, well, I will, uh, I will oblige, uh, but I'm afraid I can't find a strawberry blonde girl for your friend. Uh, it's just, that's not how we work around here. We are not necessarily looking for a girl who has the same sort of skills as what you clearly have. Um, but has there been any anybody who has passed through here, even in recent months, who has fitted that description? Do you know, look around you. This place is just full of pretty girls. Uh, in the last months, do you know how many people have been on the square? I don't look at young pretty girls, I look at the strong men like you, who have some, some cash, perhaps. But there's one man in particular who would have come through here that you might remember. He's been in the papers recently. Does the name Grossman mean anything to you? She kind of stays silent for a bit and he says, I remember the man. He was cruising for ladies here quite often. I went with him once, back to his place. The next morning, he drove me out to his garden shed on Landsberger's Schausse. I still have the scars from that one, but he paid well, she says with a wry smile. First time I've gotten a lay in a sausage storeroom. 
It sounds like you were one of the lucky ones, shall we say. I'm sure you've heard what happened to the unlucky ones. Zvia also, the other girl, walks up and she says, I drank with a man down at the Red Mill Cabaret. He liked to take girls fresh off the train and get them drunk down there. Sorry, the Red Mill Cabaret? Mm -hmm. Is there a Moulin Rouge here in Berlin? Yes. <laughs> Goodness. You have to sing a song every time you enter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's quite helpful, actually. You see, this this red-headed girl we're looking for, we're rather afraid she had a run-in with him as well. Mm. We're hoping that, like you, she escaped unscathed. Well, yeah. I wouldn't say unscathed, says Lulu, and shows you some scars around her, like, neck and chest. Oh, my dear, I am sorry. And... Thank you for your time. Have you handed over those dollars, or shall I slip him some coinage? Yeah, I've handed them over. Zvia has approached and she's kind of angling because you gave fifteen dollars to Lulu. She's like, yeah, I am also helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's your daily spending? It's fifty. Okay. What, what's the other girl's name? Zvia. Zvia. <laughs> Lulu. Zvia. Uh, I could tell that you were angels when you came over to speak to us, but truly you have been touched by God himself to be protected from that vile man. Here, Sphere, for you too, and please look after yourself and uh, sp spread the word. If anybody has seen such a girl, please ask them to come and look for me at Club Maximum. We will. Not interested in anything more than or she says, and she kind of pulls her decolletage a bit lower just in case I call you an angel and you turn into a devil how must you tempt me like this <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, well. we, we will be on our way but thank you have a good one and as she says that and you presumably make your way to the Red Mill Cabaret this brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh. Brayden, Lydia, Hal, Jillian, of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason, you've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, please consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash Tazaride, where you get access to episodes a week early. And don't forget, you can get 10% off on chaosium.com and fanrolldice.com using code STARS10, one use per customer only. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cult Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at stazaride.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. But wait, what's that? Our cult has inducted a new member. Welcome, Chad, and thank you for your support on Patreon. May the omens be ever in your favor. Your support means the world to us. Let's spread those good vibes by reading out one of our latest reviews. If you'd like your own review read out on the show, go to starsarite.com forward slash reviews, where you can find links to all the platforms you can rate us on. Springheeled Matt said, Binge-worthy and worth subscribing to. I stumbled across this podcast through some mentions via other amazing ones, Ain't Slayed Nobody, Good Friends of Jackson Elias, Symphony Entertainment, and more. 
and I was immediately drawn in. Firstly, they actually play the games and are also authors themselves. Secondly, the players are willing to play their characters and flaws and do so in a way that draws you in, not just the gameplay, but the group as a whole. They're the kind of people you would want to play TTRPGs with all the time. And thirdly, they will happily run a long campaign and will do it fantastically. I have listened to their entire podcast output so far and intend on keeping up with it. Give it a listen if you haven't yet. Five out of five stars. Thank you so much, Springhield Matt. 